This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by ManyChat.com. 1.3 billion people use Facebook Messenger every day. ManyChat is how you reach them. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Claire Diaz-Ortiz. She is an author, speaker, and former early employee of Twitter. She's also got a new book called Social Media Success for Every Brand, the five story brand pillars that turn posts into profits. So Claire, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So this is part of your brand. I'm sure you're tired of telling this story, but I have to throw it out there for listeners. You have been called the woman who got the Pope on Twitter. So you want to tell that story just one more time? Sure, sure. Yeah. So I mean, I basically ended up as an early employee at Twitter after becoming an early user of the platform back in 2006. At the time, I had a blog that became popular about traveling around the world and living in this orphanage out in Africa. And the folks who started Twitter.com were actually the people who had started Blogger.com. And if you had a blog back in 2005, 2006, you probably were blogging on Blogger.com, on Blogspot. And so when they started promoting the blog, when they found it and thought it was great and they started promoting it, then they said, hey, we're actually you know, incubating this little company and we think it's a cool new tool. Why don't you start tweeting you know, about the same kind of stuff you've been blogging about? So for me, early on, Twitter was just a, a fun way to kind of <laughs> tell the world what I was doing. And ultimately, it was becoming, it was me starting as a user that ended me as an employee at the company. I spent about five and a half years there. And in the last few years, I was really spending a lot of time basically tracking down high profile people and getting them to, to tweet. And for a while, I was working on the vertical of religion. So looking at what kind of religious content and religious influencers we could get on the platform and get using the platform well to kind of um, encourage their own uh, their own niches to come on board as well. And so I ended up spending about a year with the Vatican getting Pope Benedict at the time, but then the account transferred over to Pope Francis on the platform. And it was a, a really incredible experience. The thing I kind of always say is that the Vatican during that entire process of, of working with them and flying out there a few times and kind of really in this being in this bunker mentality with them of getting this big thing launched, they were so much more kind of fast moving and innovative than than people give them credit for. So I, I really had a fantastic experience working with the communications team there all the way up until, you know, the moment where I got to just stand next to Pope Benedict as he sent his first tweet. So that's kind of, that's the long and the short of it. Oh, that's, a, that's a good career story. So I know, I know. <laughs> I, I actually started my blog in 2003. So if we, if we can mm-hmm. reminisce, and I was actually using a, Software I don't think is around anymore. It was called Publishing Machine, and it turned into Expression Engine. Um, and then I also had a few. I started about ten blogs for. I was I was kind of like you. I was trying to get all my friends who were in marketing to say this blogging thing is you know you need to take this seriously. So I set up about twenty five TypePad blogs uh, for for friends oh as well. So. <laughs> so I, wow. I I have a very long history with this, and I think I got on Twitter at South by Southwest in. Uh, what was that? March of 2006 or seven. Was it seven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was about six months into Twitter's existence, I suppose. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Twitter launched in the fall of 2006, but it was 
I would say most of the first year was a pretty, it was, it was kind of a, a small little experiment still. Yeah. My, um, so my business is called duct tape marketing. Um, and all my other social media handles are duct tape marketing. But at the time Twitter launched, you couldn't have a, a handle that long. And so my, oh, really? yeah. So my Twitter name is duct tape. Um, so that's a, that's a, another little known trivia fact, but, uh, let's, Talk about social media in general. And um, I want to ask you this question directly because it is the heading of your introduction. What do most people get wrong about social media? Sure. So I think that the, the big, big thing that people really get wrong about social media, and this is the the real impetus behind why I created this book, is that people mistake the, you know, they think that social media is a tool for what we call direct marketing and not really for brand marketing. So if you think about kind of the difference between direct marketing and brand marketing, direct marketing is, you know, I show you an advertisement and you immediately buy it. So think of, you know, direct sales. Uh, whereas brand marketing is the type of marketing that helps you um, create awareness around a brand or create engagement around a brand. So one of the, the biggest problems I see out there with businesses or with individual personal brands who use social media is, you know, they get on, they think, hey, this is like having a tiny little billboard and they just kind of push market out sales messaging all day and then they wonder why people don't buy and the reality is that most of social media marketing, most of the time, is about brand marketing. And so in, in this book, I give you a plan for taking that awareness that you are going to garner about your brand and then moving people up what I call an engagement ladder to get them increasingly engaged with your brand to the point where they will then take action to buy. So for me, that's kind of the big idea behind behind this book. And the big plan I give you is about really getting people to understand that social media is a place to, to make potential customers interested in you and then to get them increasingly engaged over time. Yeah, I, I think one of the mistakes some people make sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is that you know, when they hear people say you can't sell on social media, and I'm not saying you, you're saying that, but but that's the message that a lot of people hear. And I think my my mm -hmm. view is you can sell anywhere you earn the right to sell. <laughs> um, and that's mm. kind of what you're saying in the engagement ladder. I mean, the people that you see it all the time, people that do sell directly on Facebook or in social media in organic situations, not not in paid situations even. And I think it's because they have built that no like, and trust. They've moved people kind of, right. you know, along the journey to where they now yep. want to get that direct message. Exactly. And, and that's, that's the mistake I think a lot of people make is they just look, oh, it's free. There's millions of people here, you know, blast my message out and I'll maybe catch some of them. Um, but I, I, I do think that, that this idea of, you know, the customer journey um, has become even more and more important because, you know, we have all these new platforms, um, but the buyer's kind of in charge of them now, <laughs> you know, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's mm -hmm. the thing that's changed the most is that, that, you know, people can tune us out. They can turn us off. They can, you know, decide to ignore us very, very easily um, if we're just blasting out, um, you know, buy messages. Well, I was just going to add that, yeah, I mean, I think one of the the big ways you can kind of think about this more easily is if you start to think of social media as as like a cocktail party. Um, you know, I like to, to think of sort of what's your goal in an average cocktail party? You know, it, it probably or it should be to to get into that cocktail party to make a potential connection with someone 
someone, you know, to, to get along with someone and then to create enough interest on both ends that you might want to exchange business cards and then follow up at a later date, right? So the goal of you in a cocktail party should not be rushing up to your boss's ex-wife's husband's former roommate and immediately trying to, you know, sell him your favorite healing essential oil, right? And in the same way, you need to think about social media. So the goal on social media is not to immediately get in there and start blasting a sales message with the idea that that's going to to get you any results. So let's unpack the model. Um, I'm a huge system person. I think people really like structure and process and uh, um, and find it very effective. So I guess we kind of have to go back to the title. So um, your model is built on the five story brand pillars. So not everybody's familiar with those. So maybe maybe kind of unpack the model globally, and then we can kind of jump into a few things. Sure. So the way it works is my model is called the share model, which is five pillars, but it is based on the story brand framework. So the way we did this is that my model is called the share model, um, S-H-A-R-E. And the first step in that model is all about story. And this is really about digging into the story brand framework. And essentially, if you're not familiar with StoryBrand, this book will give you, you know, a 25-page intro that will help you kind of get grounded. But if you really want to dig in, Don Miller's book, Building a Story Brand, is, you know, pretty much a marketing Bible. It's highly, highly recommended. I love it. And basically what it will tell you is it will give you a way to tell a really clear story about your brand that shows your brand in a positive light, but really make sure that your brand tells a story that connects with your customer and your customer is the hero. This is kind of one of the the big ideas in story brand. So in the first step of this share model that I share in the book, Social Media Success for Every Brand, you're really just getting a handle on your story. We want, I want brands to understand what their really clear story is. And then once you have that story, then, you know, in this step of the model, it's about kind of understanding the, the thing I said earlier, that brand marketing and direct marketing are different things and that social media most of the time is brand marketing. And then learning about that engagement ladder, which I mentioned. So the idea that social media is about getting people on the first rung of your engagement ladder. So peaking their interest, getting someone to turn into a potential follower, and then slowly moving them up that engagement ladder. So, you know, the first rung is getting them to follow you. The second rung, th- these may vary somewhat, but the second rung may be getting them to, you know, like a comment you make on social media. The next rung might be engaging with you on social media, you know, talking at you. The next rung might be clicking on a link to your website. The next rung up on that engagement ladder might be signing up for your email newsletter. And, you know, as you get higher and higher up that engagement ladder, you're getting towards the point where you're actually getting that direct sale, right? So you're getting someone to actually purchase and then to actually hopefully share their excitement for your brand with a friend. So this is really the concept in in the first step of the share model. The, The second step is all about how. And in how probably the most important thing that I walk you through in the book is that make sure that you take the social media evaluation I have. So one of the big things I hear often from the startups I advise, you know, they'll come to me, they'll say, hey, you know, we we just launched a new a new campaign on Twitter and it's not seeing any sales and we are totally bummed. And I say, "Okay, well, tell me a little bit about your business. 
And, you know, they share with me, well, actually, we're recruiters and, you know, we place top HR executives in great corporations. And, you know, if I hear something like that, I immediately think, hey, I bet you're on the wrong platform. Because if you're a recruiter, LinkedIn is really going to be your home. So this social media evaluation is going to take you through some simple questions that are going to direct you to understand what your priority social media platform is. You know, most of us don't have endless time in this world. And so I want you to know which of the top four social media platforms, so LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, should be your priority. And then you want to really focus in on that priority platform. And then as time allows get get going on some of the other platforms. And I also in the book teach you some ways to kind of tweak that so that you can can streamline things a bit and automate things a bit when it comes to that. So in this H step, it's really about figuring out your priority platform and then coming up with a social media editorial calendar and then schedule that work. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to reach our prospects and customers. And we have to be a lot of places. We have to communicate using the tools that they want to use. Did you know that 1.3 billion people use Facebook Messenger every day? Would you like to know how you could reach them? Get a free one-month pro trial by going to manychat.com and click get started. Enter the code duct tape, that's D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E, for your free one-month pro trial. It's such a great way to engage prospects, build relationships with customers through interactive, tailored content in the place that they want to get it. Manychat.com. Enter the code duct tape for a free one-month pro trial. You know, one thing that I find a lot of people um, really miss is that there's such a focus on the thought of using social media to connect with new people. Um, I find it actually one of the best ways to build deeper relationships and deeper engagement with your existing customers. And I think a lot of people really underestimate the power of that um, because, you know, the, the, those are probably going to end up becoming your best source of lead generation mm-hmm. is your existing customers. Mm-hmm. And and we really have a lot of success getting that kind of point across so that, that people are sharing their stories, their culture, their, you know, behind the scenes in social media in a way that's actually – keeping their existing customers engaged and thinking about them? Well, so this is absolutely one of the steps. So I've just been through one of the first two steps in this model. And step number four is all about that. So so first, let me talk about step number three, which is audience. And this is all about understanding that your social media marketing should be about your audience, not about your brand, which is, again, that story brand tenant. And so here, it's all about increasing engagement Um, so that you increase that feeling of empathy between you and your followers. But when we get to the fourth step, which is reach, it's exactly what you're saying. You know, reach and expanding your reach on social media is not about getting new followers. It's actually about uh, doubling down on the ones you already have. And what I like to say is, you know, I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg is going to do tomorrow with, you know, some new terrible tweak on the Facebook algorithm. But I can tell you for sure that these social media platforms are always, no matter how many times the algorithms change, they're always going to favor more engaged accounts. If you have more engagement, you will get more reach, right? More people will see your content. And so that's why thinking about reach and how to expand your reach is actually about engagement and about getting your current followers to, to really care. And so that's exactly what you're saying. So so then let's follow up with the, the final part of 
of, of the puzzle, which I think is excellence. Yeah. Yeah. So the final step in this share model is excellence, which is about fine tuning your social media marketing efforts. And, you know, one of the, the things that I think is probably critical to remember here is that social media started as a, a real time platform. And sometimes we forget that, especially as brands, because we do so much scheduling and, you know, editorial calendaring and marketing planning in relation to our social media. But at its heart, it's a real-time platform. Whichever platform you use is a real-time platform. And so you need to be able to be agile and to be able to respond both to, you know, unhappy customers or, you know, global crises or to things going wrong. And you need to make sure that your accounts are appropriately responsive to those things. And so, you know, I share some of my favorite sort of social media disasters in my book, but most of them always come down to, you know, a brand and ignoring what's going on in real life and then not responding well when kind of something blows up in their face, right? So so it's interesting, you know, of course, we're talking about the context of social media, but when I look at your model, I, I mean, it's it's really the model for marketing um, in, in hmm. general. I mean, it is what you need to do on your website with your content and your advertising uh, campaigns. I think it's, I think it applies, you know, not just to social media. Would that, would you agree with that idea? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I actually have not thought of it like that. I think I've been so focused on social media. I, I think I also am so focused on loving the story brand model that the reason that this model sort of developed at all was that story brand is this great kind of marketing framework, but what they really focus on is, you know, your website and your email newsletter. And, you know, I believe that there's basically three pillars to digital marketing, right? Your website, your email newsletter, and your social media. And so this model sort of came out of, seeing that need and saying to Don, Hey Don, I think, you know, you need to create a plug and play solution, plug and play solution for social media. So I, I really like what you're saying. And I honestly have not thought about it in that, in that light before. So we have a framework we call the marketing hourglass that I've been for about two decades uh, preaching <laughs> this idea of mm -hmm. the customer journey and there's seven stages, no like trust, try by repeat and refer. And you know, we apply that to the website. We apply that to content. We apply that to social media. We apply that to paid um, campaigns because um, it, it is essentially uh, suggests that we're trying to organize behavior and, and guide people and that their objectives and their goals change at each one of these stages. So um, I really think it is a, a, yeah. a framework that, that, you know, definitely could be applied across, you know, all of this. So I love that. let's talk about how paid social fits into this. Um, how do you blend? I mean, a lot of what you're writing about is, is more on the organic, organic front, but we all know that, you know, a lot of the reach, uh, acquired in social media platforms is, uh, increasingly become paid reach. So how do you blend that aspect into this? Sure. So I think you blend it really kind of fluidly. I think if you want to increase your, you know, reach on social media, as we mentioned about before, there are kind of two real ways to do that. One is to create great content and two is to use influencer marketing. Uh, but then there's this third way, which I don't talk about, which is basically pay for advertising to boost either of those two strategies. So I see paid advertising uh, as potentially super effective as long as you've got your engagement ladder in place and your regular, you know, your, your standard marketing message down in a way such that it is having an effect. I think the the biggest mistake you see people use with paid advertising is they don't have anything organic that's working. And so then, then they go in and think that paid will work. And that's not actually how it works. Right. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, 
write a great ad to send somebody to a crappy website. You're probably not going to get any yeah. more conversions, are you? Um, exactly. <laughs> so what, you know, these platforms and social media come and go, uh, you talked about the big four um, that are pretty established now, but are there, are there some that you see or, or that you're starting to pay more attention to, particularly for certain types of businesses? I mean, it's it's challenging, I think, because a lot of these, you know, you think, oh, this is the next new thing, and then it's like gone tomorrow. Um, but uh, uh, you know, people talked about Twitter that way. Um, you know, at a certain point, you know, it was really stupid. It was going away. It was you know not going to exist. So, are there some that you think are kind of coming that people should be paying attention to? Well, I think it's interesting because I think probably my, you know, I think those are the big four, but I would say the other two most important platforms are definitely not new platforms, but I would say they're more niche platforms. And one of them being Pinterest, which is really effective for companies that have somehow stunning visuals somehow connected to their business mission, right? But then the other other one is YouTube, which is by no means a new platform. You know, YouTube's been around for 20 years now. And yet it is really just doing well and it rocks what it does. And so I, I think those are kind of the next two ones that are most interesting. Obviously, there's new stuff like TikTok, but we don't have a lot of kind of data yet on what that will look like for businesses and also if it will stick around, right? I think a few years ago, obviously, we could have had the same discussion about Snapchat, say, or Vine, uh, these things that, you know, didn't, or Periscope. Periscope, remember how big Periscope was? Uh, these things that, you know, it's it's great to take advantage of them while they are there, but, you know, don't build your house on, you know, other person, someone else's land kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's probably gotten harder for some, some social network to come out of left field and, and, you know, be this huge thing because, you know, speaking of Snapchat, I mean, you know, Instagram, which is a big giant now can go, Oh, I like that feature they're doing. We'll just do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. it kind of squashes them. Whereas, you know, 2005, 2006, it was kind of like every, all of this was new. Um, but now these, these kind of giant established players probably make it much harder for somebody to come in and, and innovate, I would think. Absolutely. So you talked about the social media brand evaluation. Is that only in the book or is that something that somebody could actually take um, and, and get some insight um, you know, from your website? The brand evaluation is only in the book, but we do have a free video series at socialmediamadesimple.com. And that gives you kind of five videos. And one of the videos talks a little bit about it and gives you some examples of some of the questions. But the actual uh, social media brand evaluation is indeed just in the book. Well, tell people where they can find uh, the book and find out more about you. And we'll actually have social media, social media made simple um, in the show notes as well. Awesome. So the book is Social Media Success for Every Brand. You can find it on Amazon. You can get a free video series about the book at socialmediamadesimple.com. And you can find me at clairediazortiz.com. Well, Claire, thanks for uh, uh, dropping by the show. And next time I'm in Argentina, hopefully we can uh, grab, a, <laughs> grab a cup of coffee. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. 